0: Hello and welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. Studio B. My name is Herb Lawrence. We're in our West Loop studios here at CHGO. My name is Herb Lawrence. I am the CHGO White Sox community leader, usually. Usually I'm sitting over that seat. But Sean Anderson is off today. Vinny is still down under for his... Uh, for his, uh, what is it, the honeymoon? honeymoon? He'll be back next week, I think. But sitting next to me, sitting in the Herb seat, is Carrie, That baseball fan on Twitter. Carrie, thank you for joining me today. Tell the good folks about yourself, your White Sox origins. How'd you become a White Sox fan, sir?
1: Well, first, Herb, I want to thank you for, you know, letting me come on here. Oh, man, no problem, um, It's brother. been a pleasure just, you know, hanging out with you here and before the show. And, you know, my fandom... Comes back to, I think, what, 95% of people come back to it's their family, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Dad is a diehard White Sox fan. And the reason why growing up in Skokie is a Sox fan is because the Sox were on at nighttime. Okay. And my dad worked all day, so he couldn't watch the Cubs. So naturally just became a Sox fan. And my mother actually had Soxing tickets, or her friend did. And so she became a Sox fan. So it was just inevitable that... uh, I became a diehard White Sox fan.
0: Cool. And for this show, we got multiple topics. I mean, this week has been a tumultuous week for the White Sox, and it's resparked my, not hatred, just disdain for the White Sox front office, specifically one person, Rick Hahn, Um, because he's been here for 10 seasons and has really hasn't done anything. And if there's anybody who can match or go over my disdain for this Mr. Rick Hahn, <laughs> is my man sitting to my left, Carrie? So we're going to go over Jose Abreu going to the Astros. Now, I've said before, $20 million per year, a little too much for the White Sox, but it, it shouldn't be. But I know who I root for. The White Sox are, you know, adverse to extra money, especially to an all-time great. So he goes to the Astros. Now we got a player back, Mike Clevenger, Reportedly, he's coming to the White Sox. That deal hasn't been official, which I don't understand. Maybe they're just waiting for a physical. Maybe he's on vacation somewhere else and he needs to come into Chicago. We'll talk about Rick Hahn in his 10 season here as the general manager. And also, we haven't discussed really how the White Sox have filled out their coaching staff. I, Sean and I have talked about Debo returning For some reason, I know the reason, specifically, it's my man, Ken Williams. He needs a spy down in the clubhouse. So we'll talk about that, too. And then what free agents the White Sox might get this season to make them competitive in 2023. But let's start off, firstly, Kerry, what are your thoughts on Jose Abreu going to the Astros, joining that juggernaut who just won the World Series?
1: Good for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, what else can you say? The guy did everything humanly possible to make the White Sox become relevant and become a championship contender, right? It's the job of the GM, which we're going to talk about later, to supplement and augment that roster to help a, a Jose Abreu win that World Series. I can't say anything bad about this guy. Um, he's he's a White Sox legend. Mm-hmm. How could I be mad at him? He wants to win a ring, right? Let him go win that ring. Yes, it's with Houston and nobody likes Houston, I mean, it's it's they're the cheaters, right? I mean, everybody everybody says that. But let Jose go there, and I I think even think a guy like Jose going to Houston kind of changes that narrative for Houston a little bit. They're kind of getting like you know pure baseball players that might not have cheated before, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but uh, I, I'm happy for Jose, um, and this is what happens when you are a very well run franchise like Houston. You can afford $20 million for a 36-year-old Jose Abreu. When you're the White Sox and in the position they're in, you can't afford this because you have a gluttony of first basemen and DHs. So this is the result. Jose Abreu is the one. He's the odd man out. And I hate to say it, but, you know, it, it had to happen.
0: Yeah, and my thoughts is, Jose, I want him to win. And when I see him come up to bat, which the White Sox will play a four-game set <laughs> starting the season versus Amazing. the Houston Nationals down there. They'll see their championship banners raised to the ceilings. I'll be cheering for Jose Abreu to do well versus the White Sox, and it's might be sacrilege, and you might not like that, folks. But I'm a Jose Abreu fan. He did everything, as Carrie said. He did everything right. He tried to get the rest of the players to jump on board. Hey, extra batting, let's get in the cages early. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. Let's uh, field a little bit more. When Ricky Renteria came to Jose Abreu and said, hey, man, your defense at first base is subpar. You need to get better there or we're going to put you at DH. Yeah. What did Jose Abreu do? Got better. And that's why he won the MVP in 2020, short season or not. He did everything he needed to do. And I sure think that moving forward with the Houston Astros, especially with the people around him, now he's got a team that's on his level mm-hmm. as far as – Trying as far as championship level, playing every day. Exactly, playing. Every, that's another thing. A man who is hurt all the time, or you could tell nicks and, and little bruises every time. Dude ran right into him. Hunter Dozier, full speed ran right into him. Probably didn't want to go out of that game. Remember, he came back like two days later, mm-hmm. scored the winning run, a walk off run versus the Royals. Yep. He shows the rest of the people, the people who got those injuries, like Aloy and Luis and Tim sometimes Yohan, sometimes Yasmani. that, hey, yeah, injuries, you know, it's tough, but you got to post. The best ability is availability, and I love my people in the house. Zach's in the house. I saw Sammy Davis Jr. in the house, Alex Rude. Man, we got everybody in White Sox. Beer Garden, Jim's in the house. We got got a a plethora of good people, but (laughs) that's what I want to cheer for the man, but I'm going to boo all the rest of the Houston Astros, especially now they don't got uh, Michael Brantley, which we'll talk about later. And um, I just don't, they don't have a GM and they're signing Jose Abreu. Damn, Jeff Bagwell is acting as the GM. That would be like Frank Thomas, who literally born on the same day as uh, Jeff Bagwell. May 27th, I think 1968, the same exact day, both Hall of Famers. And he's the acting GM and they signed Jose Abreu for around $20 million. So how can the White Sox get to that level where they're serious about winning and getting and the owner, Jim Crane, was like, Yeah, we won a World Series. But I don't care. Let's go over the competitive balance tax. And as you said before, they spend so well because they draft so well, they play their development so well. They're still, I think, under what the White Sox spent last year in payroll they, they with were. paying Jose Abreu twenty million dollars this year. That's amazing with all the great players they got. Just I, I want our team just to be at that level. I know they cheated in 2017, but this championship they just won in 2022, it seems as authentic as, as it can be. And I know the Fran Valdez thing where he's kind of like rubbing his hands off. But so who many cares? Players. You know, I just uh, I'm just so frustrated with this team. And let's get to one of the reasons why we both are frustrated the most. His name is Frederick Hahn. He has been the White Sox general manager for the last 10 seasons. And I don't know if you have the graphic up there, but Kerry provided us with these stats for Rick Hahn's tenure as White Sox GM in the regular season. Ten damn seasons. He has 70817 for a 461 winning percentage. Been in the playoffs twice. Yay! Cool. <laughs> they won two games out of seven. Two for two hundred eighty five winning percentage. It's just so disappointing. And I was talking to you and Joey and uh Steven, our producer before the show. It's like there's no one that probably has more job security than Rick Hahn, than our guy up in Evanston, Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah. yeah. What do you think Rick Hahn, and just tell me what your thoughts on Rick Hahn, you know, from the beginning of his being a GM to now. Like, where'd your where'd your thoughts of Rick Hahn initially becoming a GM, and why have they shifted to where they are right now?
1: I mean, I told you this right when I walked in, Herb. I was a Rick Hahn bot, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was all about Rick Hahn pre-2020. Mm-hmm. I thought this guy was the real deal, right? I mean, I... I mean, I think it was in the 2000s, he was, like, ranked as the next up-and-comer GM, like, the GM to, like, look at, and, oh, this guy can make a big impact, right? Um, And I don't know if it's, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf, that's another problem. Yep. We could probably do a whole episode on that, right? Um, I don't know if that's him maybe, like, hamstringing Rick, but, like, look at the other moves that he's made. They've been horrible. So, I would say it started when 2020 happened, when... I would say the trade deadline when okay. you have a team ready to compete in a weird season that everybody's healthy in, right? The, probably the first and only time we said that, that the team was fully healthy, like the whole year, even though it was what, 60 games, you had to go do something. And instead, Rick says, we let the players decide that. Who, who does that? <laughs> That's insane. They were a GM. They're not the GM. Your job is to go get players and help augment this roster. I love saying augment just because that's that was Rikon's like key word, like pre-2020, and he didn't do anything, right? 2021 comes around. Missed out on more players, right? Got, you know, I mean, Lancelin was a nice move. Don't get me wrong. Great move. Yeah. But some of the other moves were horrible. Adam Eaton, right? That was 2021, right?
0: Yeah, or, uh, that was in this, or, the, the or, after to 2020 season. And he yeah, plays. it was Mazzara, yeah.
1: then Eaton, then Pollock. Good job, Rick. Um, so if you think about it, right, and then this year didn't make a trade again. Had a horrible offseason. So in the in the three years the White Sox have been competitive, he hasn't made a trade in two of three of those years in the trade deadline.
0: Yeah, and what then did- and then he goes to the media after he's like. Man, so disappointed that that person who's uh, in control of trading yeah. didn't make any trades. Like we said, it's the hot dog. Meme. The hot
1: dog. From, yep, exactly.
0: Um, I soured on Rick. I think it was in 2019. Mm-hmm. Initially, I didn't think the White Sox had any shot at Manny Machado. I was saying this to Danny Parkins and Matt, uh, or uh, Nick Shepkowski, who mm-hmm. went to guaranteed rate with that signs Like, Manny, please come to Chicago. Yeah. And they were talking, he was talking, uh, talking about coming to the Cubs instead of the White Sox. But it seemed like in January, the White Sox had the upper hand and they were dealing with him, but they were lowballing. We were hearing the numbers. It was below the 300 million that I had heard, which I have zero sources at that time or right now. And I was like, just pay the man 10 years, 300 million. Literally said that on Twitter, on the air at the score. And I was like, he wants the money. Just give him the damn money. They lowballed him. You know, eventually, the Padres, literally, I was talking to my San Diego friends out there, and they were like, A.J. Preller, and at the time, Ron Fowler, who was a managing partner, saw the numbers and heard what it was rumored to be what the White Sox were negotiating with uh, Manny Machado, and like, that's all they're offering? Cool. And he only wants Swatted. $300 million? Bet. Gave yeah. him money and told him, like, you can get out after five years. And I was like, man, that what a stroke of genius. Just listening to what the player is, the guy coming into his own, into his uh, prime years, and signed him. I was like, mm-hmm. what the hell is going on with Rick Hahn? And then, as I said with Sean the other day, the last time we as White Sox fans heard from Kenny Williams was after that signing did not happen. Yeah, he's in the cart. He's talking about, well, we don't really, well, we don't really uh, shop in those markets at $300 million, blah, blah, blah. That's the last time they they let Kenny out of the cage. Oh, yeah. Ever since then, they're like, yeah, hey, you can't talk. It's Rick time. And so that's kind of when I soured on Rick. And I was like, if you're not going to get and play with the big boys and supplement the roster when it's time to supplement the roster, then when are we going to do it? Yeah. We never did it. Then you get the Mazzara move. And I was like, And he's talking about, well, he's only 25. I'm like, he's terrible. (laughs) I don't care if he's young. Being bad is being bad. And remember in 2020 season, he only hit one home run. Do you remember who the one home run? Trevor Bauer. Look at my man. Saw Young. Right there. He hit the home run off of Trevor Bauer in Mm -hmm. Cincinnati. And that was it. And I think he struck out the last at bat in the White Sox. Yeah, he was the last out. Versus Liam Hendricks. And so (laughs) I've been soured on him ever since. And I've been kept on going with him because he's never proven me wrong. He's never su- sent a deal or a, a big time signing. I'm like, look at my man, Rick Hahn doing things. And I know people are, the Han bots are going to be like, well, his owner. Well, his owner. Well, Kenny. I'm like, Kenny worked under that same owner. Championship. Mm-hmm. Now, some might say that was uh, a lucky thing. I want Rick to get lucky too. Same. Dude, get lucky, Rick. Please, one time. Just get lucky my and find somebody that he found. I mean, if you, and I did this on Twitter the other day if we were to do Twitter back in 2004 and we traded Carlos Lee, who was a five war player at the time in his prime for Scott, Podsednik who was a 0.6 war and Luis Vizcano 0.6 war. Also yeah. Twitter would have murdered Kenny Williams. Oh, yeah. And rightly so that's a slap sided deal. But the reason why Carlos Lee had to go is because Ozzy didn't like him. Mm-hmm. It's because Carlos Lee was about Carlos Lee yeah. and his stats, and they needed more of a complete team. And now Rick Hahn, as somebody put on Twitter, he knows how to gather talent. The team on the white, on the south side, talented as hell. Oh, yeah, But roster development and roster building, he struggles at mightily. And that is why I don't like Rick Hahn, because we have a bunch of first-base DH types. We don't have a bunch of shortstops like the Padres have, where they're going with... Like, Tatis will move to center next mm-hmm. year, and they're still talking about getting Xander Bogarts on yep, their team. I just read that type of thing. Like, why don't we do some of that stuff? Like, we get our middle infielders are all second basemen, and no one and none of them are going to be good at it. Yeah. So, like, Romy Gonzalez and Lenny Sosa and Lurie Garcia. Like, it's just this team is infuriating because they have all the job security in the world, but they act like they're they don't have it so mm-hmm. I would wish they would do more with what they have and they know they're not going to get fired so it's just so frustrating to have this general manager the executive vice president of baseball that hasn't spoken three years to your fan base them canceling Sox Fest Ugh. doing all the things that it seems like they actively hate you the Sox fan yes and that's weird
1: 100% yeah I mean canceling Sox Fest too is just like for me it you know, what, what was their reasoning? Extenuating circumstances or something? That's so, so, that's horrible. I Cubs mean, are doing theirs. Yeah, I know. And, and you know what? And the Cubs are not a good franchise either. They are. They have not been good in a while. They've not been transparent with their fans. But you know what? They still go out there and they face the music. That's something the White Sox and Jerry Reinsdorf, Rick Hahn, Kenny, they don't do. And and to go along with Rick Kahn and why I, I just despise this man, besides roster, you know, you know, augmentation to he can't close a deal like you said with a big time player mm-hmm. zach wheeler left because of his fiance. manny machado says i want this so rick khan goes how about we give you this <laughs> Where well, what logic is that you know i mean he asked for 10 years 300 million and the problem with manny machado was he wasn't even the right guy to go after at no. the time you how many times has Have the White Sox gone out and said, we are dying for that left-handed power hitter. There was one out there, a generational talent in Bryce Harper, who's won the MVP, just made the World Series, right?
2: You had him in your building. You had
1: him in your building. I mean, there was that stupid United Center thing. Steven, were you there? I was there.
2: I was just about to bring this up, actually. I was there at the United Center. I used to work there. Yeah. And I'm walking out towards exiting the building, and I see on those electronic banners that run, welcome Bryce Harper with the Sox logo. I'm like, what "What?" the hell? Yeah. Bryce Harper's gonna be here. What is he doing here? We're not gonna pay him. Mm-hmm. What does he want to talk to us for? Yeah. And obviously he didn't sign. And look what he's been doing since. They just went to the World Series. Yep.
1: And and then and then he's done. He's done interviews. And and I I think I watch it just to like like make myself more miserable. <laughs> but he went out and just said like, I wanted to play for the White Sox. Those fans are awesome.
0: Yeah. He's I like he oh. chose so
1: Philly. He would definitely choose here,
0: mm-hmm. but the
1: White Sox just wanted nothing to do with him. And his deal was less AAV than Manny Machado's. Yeah. It just made no sense to me.
0: Yeah, like he was, yeah, in that same interview, he's like, man, Jose Abreu, they got the young kids coming up. I was wanted to be here. Like him talking so hyped up about the White Sox. He was like, you know, Chicago, you usually think about the Cubs, but, you know, the White Sox, I was thinking about it. And yeah. I don't even know if they offer him a formal contract and said, didn't. hey, here it is, <laughs> accept it or not, but 13 years for 330 million is not a lot of money. For th- those two deals now, people laugh at. Uh-huh. Laugh at Manny Ooh, Machado. And- because think about this year where you got Carlos Correa, who is older than those two guys were at that same point. He'll probably get a little bit more than those guys. Absolutely. Aaron Judge is gonna get much more, and he was like, he's gonna be five years older uh-huh. than those guys. So this is the thing. Um I wish, we wish, I wish we rooted for a different team, but we chose this. Yeah, we, we chose did, we this did. life early, and it's our own fault, but we can't leave. We're not leaving. And I see people like, well, I'm not going to be a White Sox fan anymore. Sure. Wait until February.
1: Yeah, exactly. Wait until said, sure. you.
0: it's ju- June.
1: Pitchers and catchers report. Everybody's going, yeah. oh, yeah. Guarantee oh, rate is that'll rocking. That'll be me, too.
0: You got, Z- you got uh, Soxwood out there doing some good stuff. Alex in the 108, you know, you guys come like, Hey, come on out, come on out and do some things. Of course. And you're like, shit, let's go. Let's have yeah. a good time at the ballpark. As I always said, there's nothing wrong with going to the damn ballpark. It's one of the best times I've ever had, even though the ballpark in general, as far as uh major league baseball stadiums, not that great mid, but it's very, very, very fun time. So uh, keep your, you're not going to be going to the brewers. You're not going to be a Cub fan. You're not going to be a Cardinal fan. You're a White Sox fan, dyed in the wool, so keep there. I know it's frustrating, and I know every day that you are a White Sox fan. It's like, oh God, this team again. But, you know, what what can we do? There's nothing else we can do, and that's kind of what Jerry Reinsdorf, Rick Hahn, and Kenny Williams play on, that we're never going to be out here and we're never going to leave. We'll get back to talking about this frustrating-ass team after I do some reads. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score your best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed up sitting a uh, seat that you never could? 50-yard line, court side seats, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. It's all possible with a game time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found in the seats you never thought you can buy at game time. You won't find a better deal than this, on se- this season than the Bulls, the Bears, the Blackhawks, because game time was created by the fans, for the fans, and guarantees the lowest price. I've told this story many times. I was looking for tickets down in Atlanta. Found some tickets on game time. Very inexpensive. I looked on different sites because they have a guarantee that if you're going to find the lowest price on game time, or they can give you 110% of the difference back. I found a lower price, luckily, on a different site. Screenshotted that, sent it to game time. 12 minutes later, got the difference. It was $46. 110% of the difference I got back in my account. We went to a couple Sox games. I just went to the Northwestern Illinois game via game time. Um, if you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description right here on the YouTube or the podcast link. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats on all your favorite games. And FOCO. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams, so get fitted, around, so get fitted in the best sports gear around. FOCO's got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like Lamar and apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles. FOCO. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breathe Breeze. Check out FOCO.com or click the link this in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. All right. Let's just go to the next subject because I'm getting really frustrated (laughs) talking about Rick Hahn. (laughs) So I know we can go further. Like the White Sox cry poor. They say we're not in the top market. No judges, no Nemos, no people that you see at the top of the market. No Correa's or anything like that. Bogart's. Oh, we already got a shortstop. So do the Padres. They're going after these people. So let's go realistic Outfield options. You gave me a list of players who are in that mid-tier, mostly all left-handers. They all are all, all left-handers. So these are the stats for the guys that you gave me. Mm-hmm. Joey Gallo, last year he had 160 for a 280 OBP, 356 slugging percentage. Cody Bellinger, 210, 265. I can't see that. 389 slugging percentage. Michael Conforto, these are 2021 stats because mm-hmm. he was out the full year. 232, 344, at 384, 384 slugging percentage. The guy with across the board best stats, best average was Michael Brantley, 288. Best on-base percentage, Michael Brantley, 370. Best slugging percentage, Michael Brantley, 416. He's only like 36, I believe. Yeah. Jerickson Profar, 243, 331, 391 slugging percentage. And then David Peralta, who split his time between Arizona and Tampa Bay, 251, 316, and 415 slugging percentage. All eh, options all have decent ceilings. Like, they've all hit the top of the league at one point or the other. Now, which one of those six dudes that you've listed right there would you be like, okay, that would be a perfect option for right or left field for the White Sox in 2000,
1: 2023? You know, I put those guys up, and... In my mind, I really want, I want Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Because he can field well. And that's something that the White Sox do not do well in any
0: aspect. You know what your man's, I'll get back to it later. Yeah. I'll get back to the, the the outfield coordinator later.
1: Oh, Debo, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, so the guy who's what? coming back who, with one of the worst offense, I mean, I think Gavin Sheets, Andrew Vaughn, and there was one more in there were like, bottom tier of fielding when it came to, like... AJ Pollock. AJ Pollock. So they were horrible. So let's just bring back the same coach to do that. (laughs) So if you can supplement that in any way, get a Cody Bellinger. That's who I want. Um, I know he's had some down years with the Dodgers, but I think he still hit 20 home runs last year. 19 he
0: would 19 he le, would have led okay. the white Sox in home runs last year exactly in a down year
1: which is so pitiful you oh, know yeah. and so if you can at least bring in a guy that's lefty who's had some success which we know the white Sox love guys that have had success in their past career not with the white Sox. you know elvis andrews i mean manny ramirez we can we can go down the line right um so why not get a Cody Bellinger? He's still kind of young. I don't think he's thirty yet. Is he? Maybe no, I think like he's twenty eight. Twenty eight. So he's not even thirty. No, twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seven, and can. So it just comes down to fielding, can hit, can hit bombs, and has a decent on base percentage. I do not care about his batting average. Sorry if that offends people, but that's why I put Joey Gallo on there too. So my my real want is Cody Bellinger. What I really think they're gonna get is the bottom three that I put on there is the aging Michael Brantley, who might come, because I know that they've had interest in him before. Yep. That's kind of why I put him on there. Um, And he's had success. He doesn't hit home runs, but he can get on base, he doesn't strike out, and he's a lefty. Can't field, though, but I I really see it's those bottom three, and David Peralta is probably who they're going to end up with, or a Profar, because Profar can play a lot of positions.
0: My heart wants Michael Brantley, because I've wanted Michael Brantley for a long time. But Michael Brantley is hurt. And all the time really? he missed majority of the season for the Houston Astros. Still got a ring this year because he was injured. So that's where my heart is. I love him because he's offensively, man, there's nothing better than a Michael Brantley. Every time I see him do something like, "Oh, weird, Michael Brantley doing something awesome offensively. I haven't seen this before." With the 370 on base percentage as a 35-year-old. Just killing. But he brings a problem of being injured Mm -hmm. and that's White Sox problem. They've been injured, especially in left and right field all the time. So I would more go with you with Cody Bellinger. I know we only hit 19 home runs, but think about the ballparks he's playing at. Mm -hmm. I know Coors is part of that thing, but Marine Lair, both in his ballpark in LA up there in San Francisco, down there in San Diego. So Diamondbacks, good hitting ballpark, Mm -hmm. and the Colorado Rock is good hitting ballpark. But you come here, it guaranteed right field. The shift is gone. A couple more singles going through there. And right field is delicious. Be hitting a couple 108 balls there, 107 balls to the Miller light landing, wherever, rest in peace, Goose. The Goose, Um, curse of the Goose. That would be the best option for the White Sox. But my partner, Sean Anderson, says – there'll be a lot of teams in there. Yeah. 100%. And they'll be driving that price up way past where the White Sox are comfortable with. So he's thinking $20 million plus. And I can see that as he's a 27-year-old guy that has been an MVP just three years ago. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the year when he first started. So he has the potential. But like you, I think the White Sox are going to downshift to like a David Peralta, yeah. Jerickson, Profar. Fine guys. And the main any- point is it's not Andrew Vaughn, who's negative 17 and outs above average. If you get a person that's just zero, just a zero outs above average, you've improved so much more. And those bats there with Jerickson, he's not that great. He can hit a home run or two, but nothing great there. And David Peralta is just as old as uh, Michael Brantley without the offensive uh, awesomeness, yeah. even though David Peralta had a pretty decent year last year for the Arizona Diamondbacks, but that is more the White Sox territory. Joey Gallo is an intriguing person, as yeah. I said before. Be shift has gone. He strikes out a lot. Yeah. But he hits a lot of home runs when he's good. The New York thing, I think, killed him. Oh, the yeah. pressure of New York being a home run hitter, being out there with Anthony Rizzo. They're saying, oh, the Italian Stallions, we're going to do stuff out here. And Joey Gallo's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm, <laughs> bad, I'm bad at baseball now. But yeah. you know what Joey Gallo does? Pick up the ball and throws people out. Yeah, so great if, if we had Joey Gallo, while I would be like, hmm, I would like, I would be like, eh, it's kind of questionable. Strikes out a lot. Average not great. I think he would be awesome here as a White Sox. And I was, I was to rank him. I would say I would want Bellinger first, Conforto second, Joey Gallo third, and then Michael Brantley, and then subsequent players. But they have to get. Somebody of this ilk, Mm -hmm. somebody. They cannot go to Glendale with Gavin Sheets (laughs) and Oscar Colas. I know people love Oscar Colas. He's played one year in the States, one year. And he's older. Yeah, exactly. He's, I don't, it's really tough to have a rookie, depend on a rookie in right field, a first baseman that just took over that spot and, Aloy playing DH for the first time. That's a lot of things that they have. Give me some certainty. Give me some things that, oh, man, this guy's going to hit 30 home runs. He might strike out 200 times, but 30 home runs. We're yeah. in. So give me Joey Gallo. Let give me, me Cody Bellinger.
2: Let me ask you guys a question. Uh, one thing in common one about all these names on this list, all these players are likely going to command a one-year contract to try to prove it yeah. and then get a bigger contract. Are you okay with that? Yes. 100%. So you're all you're all right with Let's say the player, let's say we get Cody Bellinger. He has a great year. He's gone. We're not going to be able to afford him.
0: Perfect. Fine. I love that. That makes the 2023 White Sox are competing. Exactly. If Cody Bellinger goes off and he's Cody Bellinger again... Yeah. Is so that what,
2: enough? Is that enough? to? Compete? I don't know
0: if they're going to be Astros, Yankees, because that shit is way up in the air, and we could do that. Unless but get lucky. But the team is just like, eh, we don't want to do that. We just want to beat the Guardians, which is hard as hell to do, apparently, because we finished, what, 10 games behind those people. Hell, even they tried spending
2: money. They tried getting a Braille from us. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Which and is they crazy. Were, they have one of the lowest we, budgets in baseball, and, the youngest, and, and they're like trying the to get our Roger. first baseman. And
0: yeah. they got Josh Naylor at first yeah. base. I know yeah. they would probably use it one or the other at DH, but they were like, you know, Jose was good. Boston Red Sox tried to get him, too. Yeah. And the White Sox just disposed of him as if. Like, oh, he's 36. Get out of here. We got Andrew Vaughn. Yeah. Your best player. And you're like, hmm.
1: I don't even think it came to age. I think it went, this guy's way cheaper. Yeah. We're going to go with that guy. Exactly. And you it know? makes
0: it easier for Rick Hahn to just make this roster instead of trading Andrew Vaughn or Aloy Jimenez. Because I think I said this before it ever happens. Like, you can't keep on going out with Aloy, Andrew, and Jose Abreu on the team because they've all pretty much play the same position and they're off. Well, two of them are off injured one specifically in Aloy and you can't keep on doing this You because you would have to have one of those guys play left field. And it's not good for either of the two guys. So it's Andrew Vaughn or Aloy Jimenez. So I thought the best thing was to trade Aloy Jimenez, even though I know Aloy Jimenez is going to be a, Beast, if he ever plays 140 yeah. plus games, I waiting. was kind of equating it to what Carlos Lee was, yeah. and people would yell at me that I wanted Jesse Winker and who was the guy from Seattle, um, the Rich rookie, oh, yeah, no. uh, uh, the Kyle Lewis? Kyle Lewis, no, the um, uh, uh, Jared Jared Kelnick. Oh, oh Jared I, Kelnick. I want those okay. two guys just to be like, you know, you. I remember you hated it, Stephen. It was rolling dice, but it was akin to what. Kenny did with Carlos Lee. You're like, Jesse Winker's on a walk year. He's had great years up till then. Mm-hmm. Until he moved to Seattle, had a bad year. And now it's his walk year, just like it's Lucas' walk year. He's going to do everything in his power to have the best year so he can have a great contract going down the way. And Jared Kelnick has been messed up in Seattle because of the service time manipulation that the owner even said he was doing to him. Yeah. So I think a Change of scenery. Those both guys would have been change of scenery candidates, and those two guys would have gave you the same production of what Eloy would give you, and more because you would say those two guys would be on the field. Sorry, Connor. Yes, I'm bringing up your man, Jesse Winker. He's going to be a White Sox through hell or high water. Let's answer our uh, super chat from Stephen Bartle. Thank you, man.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm just sick of first baseman and outfielders. I get it. That's what the White Sox are, though. They just keep on getting the wrong player, the wrong position. Draft a bunch of shortstops and move them. You, you tell me if you don't, if you have like Xander Bogarts out there and the White Sox want to sign him, you think you're gonna keep Tim at shortstop? Hell no. Bye, Tim. Go to second. Yeah, I got Xander Bogarts here. Oh, Trey Turner wants to play shortstop for the White Sox. Cool, Tim. Enjoy second, bro. Or you could be on some other team. Like that's how real teams do. Mm-hmm. They just keep on getting position players who are in the middle infield or center fielders and they keep on getting better the white sox are like well, let's stack up on first base Dh types how many Dh can we have in a game one cool let's have in 17 on our <laughs> roster awesome so yeah um the white sox are a badly run organization I put the poll out the other day on Twitter and it was like 96 percent saying the white sox are a horribly run organization. And I was shocked at how many people said that they were a bad run organization. I thought Han bots were going to be out there. Jerry loyalists are going to be out there, but no white Sox fans and other people came to the table and said, real stuff was a real stuff. And um, we're going to get to the one good thing the white Sox did this week, even though it's not beneficial, the signing of Mike Clevenger after I read a couple breaks, let's see. DraftKings, the NBA season is heating up and there's so many unknowns. Like, are the Bulls going to fare any good? This Are they going to be any good this year? I mean, last night's game. Whew, man. I think Booker's still scoring on the Bulls right now. <laughs> God damn. That man went off. And Saturday, or I think Friday, they go to Golden State. Good luck with that. <sighs> when I'm looking to bet and get on the action, I, draft, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can get can bet just $5 pregame on the money line on any NBA team. And I urge you for Friday, if you're a new customer, bet $5 on the Golden State Warriors to beat the Chicago Bulls. I'm sorry, Kerry. I'm sorry to Matt Peck, who's out there at CHO Bulls. They're going to smoke the shit out of the Bulls. (laughs) And I'm sorry, DraftKings. I'm swearing on your commercial. You bet $5 on the money line pregame. Any NBA team, you win $150 in free bets if they do win. Check this out. Right now, everyone... New existing customers can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, points, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger shot to win big. Download the app now, sign up with the code CHGO, place $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game, and $150 free bets is yours if they do win. That's code CHGO only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility requirements or restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And Shady Rays. They never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change that. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades. Featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles cater to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Race, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one. They told us that they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Drop them in the lake, off a cliff, anything. They'll replace them. Even with that strong protection program, they'll still manage to make quality products that holding in your hand, you can see that they are just as good as the expensive pair that I've ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they'll throw profit out the window and do whatever it takes to make it right. Free returns and exchanges, you'll either love your shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at shadyrays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two bears as slow as $54. Redeem only at shadyrays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. Now, Mike Clevenger, former Cleveland Indian, former San Diego Padres. See, I said Indian, but he was a former Indian. Um, he is reportedly coming to the White Sox for $12 million. Um, I like the deal in a vacuum, as I think uh, Jim Margulis said. If you're telling me that you get a picture of his caliber for that low of a uh, dollar amount, cool. But again, we root for the White Sox. And reportedly, their budget is going to be around the same as it was last year. And with all the raises from arbitration and those deals that Rick Hahn signed for Aloy and Yohan getting more expensive, Yasmani Grandal, uh, you're going to have to pay uh, Louis, Lucas Giolito a little bit more this year. The money's getting up there. So mm-hmm. $12 million to Mike Clevenger is taking a chunk out of what they can spend on other players that we just saw uh, the list for the outfielders. So, Mike Clevenger, I like the deal in a vacuum, but I don't like it because, uh, the other hand, I don't like it because of all the money that they don't have now to spend on other free agents, and they're going to be crying poor and saying, hey, we're going to get this player, that player, who's a bottom-of-the-barrel type of guy. How do you feel about Mike Clevenger, the player, firstly? Just not even he's coming to the White Sox. How do you feel about the pitcher, Mike Clevenger?
1: I you know I don't mind him. I mean, I know we were talking about it a little bit before, but if you think about it, he's essentially taking the Pollock money, right? So that's, that's, a, that's a good point. When you think about it like that, right? And, and someone—I'm uh, not gonna take credit for that. Alex Rude. You know, we were talking yesterday, and he's like, he's like, if you really think about that, eight million dollars went all to Clevenger. Okay, so who would you rather have, AJ Pollock again, <laughs> who was? dog poop
0: so glad that he opted out we oh, were so i thought he
1: was staying yeah i was like why would he stay like why wh- wouldn't he stay
0: like where's he gonna find eight million on the free agent mark because yeah. he got the five million dollar uh buyout and he just like nah i'm good white Sox. that tells me a lot about the white Sox. and a.j paul's like mm, i'm good on this team
1: yeah so when i look at it who would rather have clevenger who who will just be a fifth starter yeah. right and if clevenger's your fifth starter i mean you're looking at a. Pretty damn good rotation, right? Um, I'm not saying he's going to be Cleveland Clevenger. If he is, awesome. Oh that God. means the, that means the White Sox are having a great year with Clevenger and Cease and 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 I'm pretty sure Geely is going to be back to who he was because he wants to get that money, yep. right? And, and then you have Lynn coming off of that injury again, and then and then a Kopech who's more stretched out. You could potentially have a top five rotation. I was reading something that said, like, if they all hit their potential, it's definitely a top five rotation. If they don't, they're probably middle of the pack. And I can live with that, especially with this signing. So I liked it. Um, Rick Khan, you know, if I'm going to give him credit for anything, which (laughs) it really pains me (laughs) to say this because I can't stand the guy. He's good at these deals with, like, the Cuetos, right? The Elvis Andrew types, like, this this Clevenger guys that are kind of like forgot about that had some previous success you know success and finds a way to make them good again right mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that's what happens with Clevenger um, so you know I, I like the move I think that um, now you can really just focus on your hitting um, and and Rick if you get a reliever I might have an aneurysm so. <laughs> Don't have, don't get a reliever. <laughs> Spend all the rest of your money you have now to get back to where you uh, were on the payroll last year on a second baseman and a outfielder. So that's why I would say this move was a, a nice move for Clevenger.
0: Got Sammy Davis Jr. I love how I don't hate it is our best expectation for a championship <laughs> it's window. so true. It's so weird. Like, I try hard to get positive about the team and be like, okay, I know we're shit. And I know this team is not going to win the World Series next year, but I gotta convince myself that they might. They might, yeah. They might. You know, this goes right, and they're if their ninety-nine percentile happens, White Sox, here we go. We're gonna win everything. And it's weird. Uh, two guys that I follow on Twitter, who are like avid cookers, the, the Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, yeah. and Beer Garden Jim. Gym Jim's much better though. Who's much? I was like, who's better? Jim. Gym. Jim's much better than. There, yeah. Than Sammy Davis Jr. I'm going to group
1: chat with all those guys. So who's,
0: who's better between all those those two guys and Shane Reardon? I want to <laughs> stir things up. <laughs> yeah, I'm stirring up.
1: Oh, yeah. God. You put me on the spot. Definitely Jim and, and Sammy Davis. You know, I got to give it to them. I will say Shane's cooking is not as bad. I just like to give that guy a lot of crap. I taste so Shane's
0: food. He's. I bet it's good. He's damn good.
1: I bet it's good. I just like to give him crap because it's yeah. fun.
0: It is. So, it is, and uh, um, and he takes it very seriously. <laughs> oh my God, he's he's. Man, every time I look at his Instagram or his uh, Twitter, the man's cooking something up. Yeah. Man should be married. I right know a man cooks well, you know, likes the White Sox. Get a little temper on him. You know, whatever, Shane. You know me and that Shane thinks. go back way back. But uh, <laughs> I want to chase your guys' food. Bring some food into me, Jim. Sammy Davis Jr. Seeing damn chickens being cooked and turkeys being cooked and I don't get no pieces. Stop, putting, chickens. stop putting on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter <laughs> making me hungry, jerks. Um, let's transition to our last topic, which is the White Sox coaching staff was named this week. Of course, head man, bench boss is Pedro Griefall from the Kansas City Royals. The bench coach, Carly Montoyo, mm-hmm. from the Toronto Blue Jays, former manager up there, pitching coaches, returning Ethan Katz, our guy. Kirk Hassler also returns as the bullpen coach. New hitting coach is Jose Castro. Mm-hmm. Assisting hitting coach is Chris Johnson, former major leaguer, was the hitting coach down there in Charlotte for the A team. Our third base coach is Eddie Rodriguez. Mike Tozar is a special assistant. So he just got, yeah, got a made up title so he can be on this <laughs> team and set it on the um, Royals. set it on the Royals. Oh, Sammy pork belly. Let's see, pork belly, burnt ends, opening day herb. I'm there. My man's. Um, and I love burnt ends. That's my shit. But the thing that I got mad at, and I don't know how you feel about this. First base coach. And outfield coordinator, Daryl Boston, returns. Mm -hmm. I know why, but I'm going to ask this question. Why the fuck is this man back on the white Sox? What do you do, Daryl Boston, exactly? What do you do to retain your job?
1: Kerry, why is he back? He sold his soul to Jerry. Usually people say to the devil, but I'm not going to go there. But he sold his soul to Jerry. Too Rick much Khan did it.
0: Yeah, too much anti-Semitism going on. Oh, God. In, in this in this world, God damn that man, the worst.
1: You don't even want to get the worst. Started. You guys
0: know who I'm talking yeah. about. The fucking worst. Mm-hmm. I hate he
1: him. Is the worst. Absolutely,
0: that guy sucks. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but he sold his soul to Jerry. Yep. Kenny Williams did it. Racon did it. Gar Pax did it. Right? I they must have bought it back because they got fired. But um. Debo's just got, he's going to be here forever until Jerry goes. It's just, he survived four coaching. He's been with Tony, which I didn't even know that was a real thing. And then Rick Renteria, he was with um, Ventura. Ventura, and then he was with uh, Ozzy. So it's just all the same stuff with this team. I mean, they did take away his base running coaching, which, you know, another place where they were horrible at. Right, I mean, I always go back to that yoA Moncada where he got gunned down running the third, yep. and I'm like, what were you doing, you know? So, but hey, you know what? Keep the outfield guy, the outfield coach. He's he's great. Um, one of the worst outfields in baseball. Yep. But the rest of the coaching staff, I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. I like Chris Johnson helped a couple guys come back from AAA and hit well i mean gavin sheets i call him gavin cheeks but he wasn't gavin (laughs) cheeks in the second half of the season he He was good Mm -hmm. he was decent Mm -hmm. serviceable and then mike tosar you know um he was the guy that signed and found Jordan alvarez yep
0: and he helped out salvi perez with his swing too so and and,
1: and moustakis and, and and you know a lot of those guys same with grafal and then you bring in um anybody my what i always say is if you bring any any type of coach or front office from the Braves from the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Astros. That's a good decision. And they did that with their hitting coach. So you brought in a guy now who's worked with a lot of the Braves hitters. I like it. I like what they did. You keep Ethan Katz, you know. Finally, they made the right choice for a coach.
0: It's fine. Thank yeah. God. Like, I, like you, liked all the rest of the people who are returning. But when I saw the Daryl Boston thing, I was like, my ire is just at the top of of its level. It's just inconceivable. Not just his job and how badly he was at the base running and the outfield and how they don't communicate, they still running to each other time after time. The communication in the outfield is terrible. And I know people in the chat the other day were like, how is that his job? He's the goddamn coach. Yep, He's the coach. When you were in Little League, your coach said, Call, I got it. The center field is the captain of the outfield. If he calls you and he says he's got it, it's his ball. But I hear that. I see it all the time. Either Luis Roberts not speaking up loud enough or these people are just disregarded. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So that's Daryl Boston's job. He still has that job. They just took away his base running responsibilities. So he's bad at that at that one job. He still gets to be first base coach, which is the easiest job in baseball. And now he gets to mess up our outfield again. So, yeah, it's a bad hire, insular hiring. He keeps his job. So, accountability on this team comes down to Frank Minakino. Oh,
1: God. The worst. Joe McEwing. The other
0: worst. Two people. That's, those are the two people who, who have paid the for the 2022 White Sox. Those are the two people who have paid for it. Mm-hmm. Not Tony. He left because he's out health. Reasons they couldn't even fire that guy, and he deserved it. Not other people, there's he, those two people are the people who are responsible for this White Sox 2022 year. That's the only thing I just get furious about. Like they say, Oh, we're gonna look at ourselves, we're gonna be accountable. Rick Hahn said in his press conference, How no one left, everybody's getting jobs, people are getting promoted. Chris Johnson. Deserves his promotion, yeah. Because yes, like you said, Gavin Sheets got better when in 2021. Yes, Manny went Grandal went down there, came back a different player. Yeah, he was just a monster, and I hope we can get back to that monster in 2023. Oh, but yeah. uh, having Daryl Boston back on the White Sox and other reasons for Daryl Boston. If you look, I think 1991, 1992. Look up Daryl Boston with the Mets, and you'll see the reason and why. Strawberry, yeah. And I think Vince Coleman. So really bad things there. And so we're going to wrap up the show. But if you want to become a diehard, like so many people in the chat are, we did a Mailbag Monday episode yesterday because of all the breaking news that happened on Monday. Go to allchgo.com slash diehard to become a member. You get 20% off all tailgates in the future, 20% off all our takeovers, which we're having one on December 16th, where we're going to a bar close to here and driving over to the United Center to watch the Bulls beat the Knicks and Derrick Rose. You get 20% off of that. You get 20% off of all merch in the future and you get a free t-shirt or hat every single year that you're a diehard. So it pays for itself with your membership and all the free stuff you get and all the discounts that you do get. So become an all CHGO member now and become a diehard. You get a nice card too, that says that you're a diehard and you get to chat with us in the discord, which means on Mondays we take questions from only people in the discord who send us mailbag Monday questions. So become a diehard. And then one of these days we will have one of you diehards sitting next to me or Sean, and or Vinny, and we'll be hosting the show together. So become a diehard now. You can sit next to me. Isn't it a great thing, Carrie, to sit next to me? Best
1: thing that's ever happened to me.
0: I, sweat. I smell a little bit because of the sweat, but because <laughs> of the hot lights. But otherwise, I'm a fine guy. I'm a can great guy. Can you see
2: the aura around him? Yeah, oh, yeah From it's your, your incredible. vantage point, yeah. Before we go, we got a couple things I want to hit on here. We did get a super chat a while ago that we didn't get to. Stephan Bardo wants to know what happens first, an outfielder or a second baseman?
0: I think the White Sox are going to go with the four or five options they have in-house for second baseman because of the lack of good options in the free agent market for second baseman. I mean, Colton Long would be a perfect guy, but you would have to acquire him via trade Mm -hmm. from the Milwaukee Brewers. I would love him, but they are probably gonna say, "Hey, we got R- we got Romy, we got Linning, we got Lurie." Ugh.
2: Mariners also uh, expressed interest in Colton Wong. Oh, we're not gonna, it's we're not, not gonna happening outbid then. them. Exactly, that's
0: another thing. Rick Hahn jumped the market yeah, to right. give utility man Lurie Garcia three years, sixteen million dollars. <laughs> the market, and he jumped the market to give Adam Eaton's bum ass seven million dollars. That's why, oh my God. So yeah, we're going to get an outfielder before we ever get a second baseman because I think they're just going to go with a second baseman that is fine. If they went and got a real outfielder, if they went and got Conforto, Bellinger, any of those guys, Brandon Nimmo, pipe dream, I would be fine if they just went and said, hey, second base, we're going to go with uh, Romy. We're going to go with Lenny Sosa. So your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I want to be really, really you know, true White Sox fan, they're gonna go Colas and they're gonna go Romy. They're Oof. not even gonna. They're not even gonna get anybody. Um, but Oof. that's just me being arrogant. You know, um, I see them doing exactly what you said, kind of going in house second base, maybe even bringing back Andrews, right? A guy that they already kind of know, um, and then going out and actually making a trade for an outfielder or signing a free agent. So. We'll see, Ugh. but um, I'm not confident because Rick Hahn's doing it. So
0: Yeah, and Alex said after they signed Larry Garcia to that three year deal, then they signed another utility <laughs> yeah. man, Josh Harrison. Made
1: no
2: sense. Ugh. It God. would be very White Sox to sign an outfielder past his prime, though. Oh, yeah. Like oh, two yeah. or three years too Michael late. Apparently. Yeah. I'm that'd hoping. Be, it'd be, that'd be, I'll just laugh. That's the mold. That's the exact mold. Yeah. One other thing I did put a poll up in the YouTube chat mm-hmm. 46 votes. Is Rick Hahn a good GM? 80% said no. Thank smart God. people, smart people. Still, 46 votes
0: can't, now. You can't can't stop those Han bots from always just, eh, I love I love Rick Han. He does so many good things with pre-arbitration deals. What else does he those do? Those
2: aren't bots. Those are Rick Han. Huh? He he's just got like six or seven burners he's just pushing. Oh. In here. oh, it's definitely his burners
1: doing that.
0: Oh, and another thing, too. Like, Rick in his press conference the other day uh, on Zoom to the beat reporters is like, yeah, I'm watching Twitter. Rick, if you're watching stop. this son of bitch right now. You're listening to this. You're the
1: worst person ever.
0: Stop checking for White Sox fans. Stop looking at our opinions. It doesn't matter. Stop. It doesn't matter. I do this for a living, Rick. Don't listen to me ever. Don't care about my goddamn opinion. Worry about your team and how you improve the team. You're the guy just got the damn ears just everywhere. Just looking. He's talking bad about me. He tells me Teflon. Yeah, Yeah. you are. Stop worrying about us. Worry about your goddamn job and get it done. And then we'll talk all the, we'll, we'll shower you with praise. We want to. We want to say, Rick, you did a great job. I don't want to say, as Carrie and I were talking the thing, I was right. I don't want to say, hey, I want I want more the White Sox to lose so I can say I was right. I don't give a damn. I will tell you I was wrong, Rick. <laughs> if you go out and do some things that I know that this team can do, and they have plenty of money to do. You just don't want to spend it. Jerry doesn't want to spend it. So stop looking at Twitter. Stop worrying about me. Stop worrying about Alex Roode. Stop worrying about Carrie, Beer Garden Jim. Our opinions don't matter. If you worry about what the fans do, you're going to be joining them soon, Rick. Oh, I hope he does. So stop it.
1: sure hope he does. Yeah, it makes no sense. And then he said that thing real quick. He said in that interview with Chuck Garfine and those guys a couple years back, What did he say again? He said, exactly what you said, the people want us to fail more, and then he was also making everybody (laughs) say what their Twitter names were before they spoke. That is insane that he would even do that. I've never seen a GM of any sports team do that before, because you damn well know Rick was going to go back, watch that, and then go, what did what did that baseball fan say about me and and, and how Rickon's bad? Like that's what he did. Yeah. So going on with what Herb said, get off Twitter, man. Pay attention to the payroll and getting good players, not jumping the market on crap players. So that's all I'll say about that.
0: Yeah. White Sox fans just want you to be good, Rick. There's no one that is solidified in their opinion about you. If you go out like Alex Root says, you got conforto. White Sox fans are going to cheer the fuck mm-hmm. out of you. They're going to be like, man, Rick is out here doing things. Like
1: they did with Grandal. Yeah, exactly. I, so, I slept my desk at work and screamed and almost got fired because I was so happy.
0: Like, I remember the <laughs> Dallas Keiko signing. I was happy too. It was December. I was driving back with my fiance to her mom's house. It happened. She tweeted out something for me because I was driving. <laughs> and then I did a whole episode of Locked on Socks. From her mom's bathroom because I was so hyped up. I remember that. I, I remember was that. On a thousand. It's Dallas Keiko Yeah. If you sign somebody of that ilk, we're gonna be on ten. Mm-hmm. So Rick, I know you listen. I know you watch. Don't, but hit the subscribe button so we can get our numbers up. Hit the like button real quick, and then go and get somebody else. And my man, Super Senior Socks, Super <laughs> great show, guys. F Rick Hunt. Yeah, I got you. I get you. Man. Um, we you really that. appreciate Carrie sitting in for me, or sitting in for Sean, sitting in for Vinny, who will be back, I think, next week. It was a very pleasure. I mean, we have like minds and I like it and we can argue from time to time. And mm-hmm. anybody in the comments, I'm not above arguing. Just keep it cordial, guys. Keep yeah. it cordial. Don't call me names and all that stuff. And we'll be <laughs> all good. So I really appreciate you coming in, talking White Sox with us. It was a blast for me.
1: Yeah, This is the most fun I've ever had talking White Sox. Um, sorry, sorry Steve. I was just gonna say sorry to my co host Steve on our Believe, you know, Believe in the South Side podcast, but this has been just a dream come true. And you know, um, Herb, I've been listening to you in the Chicago sports media world for I want to say 15 years, maybe even I'm longer. Old. I'm I mean, t- in, and I was years in the business. I'm I old, was interning at the score when you were working there. I mean, it's just. It's just like full circle, and it's it's really cool to do this, so thank you again.
0: That's awesome. That baseball fan on Twitter, and just like you said, the Believe in the South Side podcast, him, steve are hosting that show. Great show. I've checked in a couple times. <laughs> uh, he hates Steve-O. it's so chill. Uh, I love the whole the whole thing around steve-o like his whole it's amazing where was he where was he on january oh, 6th it's oh. just so funny i it's my one of my favorite things steve-o chalk uh, senior <laughs> sock. steve-o punching the chalkboard right now <laughs> but yeah carrie thank you for coming in seriously go to the believe in south side podcast on youtube also on uh twitter follow those guys and listen to those guys all the time it's a great show and also We'll be back, I think, on Sunday. It might be a solo Herb show. So we might go back to old school locked on socks before Tanny started when I was just talking to myself for 45 minutes. so Because Sean might have something to do, and Vinny's not back from uh, the Great Barrier Reef down on Da. And so you might get solo Herb. A lot of cussing. No Steven, no producers. Just me by myself yelling into a microphone. So
2: I could join you, Herb.
0: Oh, you want to join me, Steven? Yeah. Oh, shit. Steven's coming through, too. So, Sunday, it might be Steven, myself, talking about the White Sox right before the winter meetings where I hope they set up something already in the GM meetings and the White Sox can do some damage this weekend or this next week because they need it. They goddamn need it. And, Brian, don't even worry. Kerry will be back if he wants to be back. We'll kind of of have a lot of people. Alex Mm -hmm. roode has been here before. We're going to have some of these people in the comments, uh, people I know personally uh, here in the studio, because the offseason is a long time. We want to have different opinions. People get tired of mine and Sean and Vinny's opinions from time to time. So we're going to get some fresh people in here, and it was a great time to have my man Kerry in the studio. So at that baseball fan on Twitter, myself, Herb Lawrence, Wall, 23 our producer is Stephen Alexander I'm kidding Stephen Nicholas I called him Stephen Alexander one time and now it's going to be forever I forgot his name in this second and even though he's been our producer the whole goddamn year so (laughs) for Stephen for Carrie, my name is Herb that is CHGO White Sox talk to you on Sunday